What's up, guys? This is Ricky V. And today we have episode number 20 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. And in this episode, he is back. Mr. Dylan Jamelli is back to do a rapid fire all about SARMs episode. Uh, it's actually two episodes. Episode number 20 and 21 is another interview with Mr. Dylan Jamelli. And we're just going over each SARM, what each of them does, how they work, dosing, all of that stuff. And without further ado, here's Mr. Dylan Jamelli. Yeah, man. So definitely wanted to get you on here and actually start like, like really just go down the line song by song by song. And you tell me what you think of, about that particular song. I've personally got some follow up questions. I don't obviously don't know everything. So uh, let's just get it started here, uh, Dylan. Um, Osterin. So uh, what, do you, what, what can you tell me about Osterin? A little bit I know about it right before pre phases. Basically, it's it's a androgen selective. It's a, it's a selective androgen receptor modulator, and it and it favors some of the androgen receptors that are in the white tissue, like your bones, ligaments, tendons, connective tissue, and, and of that kind. Um, not as strong maybe on muscle, but way better than natural on muscle, right? Way better than just not just be natural on muscle. But most of the effects are really profound on the on the muscle and, and tendons and ligaments. Anything else I'm missing or something I'm wrong about? You could tell me right no, now. No, I mean, so it, it's really, it's not like a huge standout in one particular category aside from the healing, but it's not like, oh my gosh, it's just known for its strength or it's just known for its fat loss or it's just, but it does, you go run down the line and it does a little bit of everything and it does it really nicely. So it's just the most versatile. I've always said that. Now, RAD 140 is very versatile as well. And the argument can be made for each one. But uh, Osterin has always been a favorite. And another reason why it tends to be one of the highest selling is because it's the best one for females, too. So you think about that and there's already a ton of men running it. And you take the men and the women and it's definitely the one of the easiest and most popular uh, women respond really well to it. I mean, really well. Um, but it, it's always been a favorite of many. It's one of the original OGs that ever started it. You know, it's, it's just always like Mr. Consistency, yeah, the, no matter the, what. The original OGs were S4, GW, um, and Kyle, uh, Osterin we're talking about now, and LGD. Is that correct? Like, those were the first that were out well, for like the first few years. The, at the very, very beginning, it was uh, MK2866 and S4, and that was really it first. And then there was one place that had MK677 or two, but it was so fucking expensive that you weren't even going to buy it. Um, yes, and I remember. Then, then came LGD, um, or I, I actually I take that back. Then came GW, and then like six months later, LGD came, and that was a big deal, you know, when those came because the others had been the only ones. And then you got your um, uh, RAD one forty and SR nine thousand nine, then YK eleven, then S twenty three. So it started to you know expound a little bit, but you could get studies for. 2866 and 677 all the way back to the late 90s, man. I mean, they're there, easily accessible. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I explained to on the last podcast because I did a podcast just explaining the difference between steroids and SARMs, and I told these guys, hey, a lot of these pharmaceutical companies that are public, they're they're releasing all of the information of what they're working on to try to drum up support, trying to drum up some investors, and in the medical journals and and the, you know the, all this information is there. Guys are are grabbing, looking, and looking for something that could help bodybuilders. And then going over and making it even before it's released. And this is how we got most of our SARMs. I want to ask you now, move on to the next one. S4. What do you think about yeah. S4? Always. S4 is always been my second favorite. Always. I mean, it just has. Uh, I love S4. I don't, you know, but you know how it is too, Rick. Everybody's got certain ones that they just seem to respond better to than others. That's just how it is. Everybody's got like their go-to where it's like, my results on this are just better. It's like that with women too, bro. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake, it's true. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know. I always get really, really vascular in S4. I'm, I always prefer Anivar and Winstrol because the muscle hardening and S4 is, obviously it's not as strong as those, but it does comparable type of, of things. And then you, what the one thing about S4 is I will argue that it will give you more strength than any other one aside from possibly S23. But S23 is damn near steroid anyway. But S4 is always given the strength. And so that's one of the big draws for a lot of people to it. For me, it's kind of the aesthetic part of it, but I, I fucking love S4, man. And some people have to be careful with the vision side effects. I've always been able to get up to 100 milligrams without having a ton of, a ton of problem. I, I don't know if you remember, but one time when me and you went to the Olympia, I was I was complaining to you about it because I was starting to get hit with those vision sides. We were in Vegas, it's but it's been yep, a long yep. time ago. Yeah, yeah. But we were we were walking through the supplement thing, and I was telling you, man, fuck, I'm seeing shit. See yellow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Like one of those, like you're wearing one of those gamer sun uh, glasses with the yellow tint. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing I noticed, let's say uh, the, the performance enhancement act aspect of S4, I really yes. like I, I'm one of those guys where like if I know I had a really rough training session, I'll go and I'll have fucking 10 grams of glutamine just to, just so next day I don't feel terrible. Um, and S4 is like, you know, it's that times 100. Like you could have a really hard training session, you know, do, you know, do a, a boxing class and then go to jitsu class and. And then the next day you feel, you feel good. You don't feel so beat up now GW, which we're going to talk about at the very end, because GW is not really a SARM. It doesn't really uh, select for androgen receptors, but so we, we're going to leave that in an MCOS 677 towards the very end. Um, but let's say GW gave me endless cardio, but if I beat up my body, you know, jujitsu held on to some positions longer than I should have things like that. I fucking feel it the next day. Like I, I still be able to get up and, you know, and run 5k, no problem, but I'd feel it the next day. On the other hand, S4, man, did that make everything heal up so quickly, make everything feel so nicely from day to, from next day to next day and the next day. Um, it definitely doesn't, doesn't fix or take joint pain away the way M costring does. And this is all my experience, but definitely you, you are right, man. For anybody training, any athlete, anybody competing, 
that is for it's like it's like every morning you wake up after a, a, a hard day of training and it's like you're able to start over again it's like you're you're fresh yeah it it, it, it that's one of the things that gets overlooked is the recovery and also the endurance it's not like anything like a gw or anything like that but the, you do stamina. Go, yes the, and, the, and it's there man it, it is there it's just a, you know, it's just a smaller benefit than some of the bigger benefits that it has, but it's a secondary benefit that's obviously great to have. Yeah, m- most guys that are just going into the gym lifting weights here and there might, 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 might be negligible. But if you're doing jitsu, you know, three, four nights a week, if you're doing, you know, Thai boxing, if you're, you know, getting in there, even doing a little bit of moving around, sparring a little bit. I mean, you know how your body feels after a day of that type of training. And really, for any MMA guy out there, trifecta, obviously, is S4 because the stamina just come back day after day fresh. Your body's healed. Asta, to keep the joints from getting hurt and also heal anything that, that's coming along, any weaknesses that are happening. And definitely GW will just get your, your cardio endurance up. But GW won't do anything for stamina. I mean, stamina is that muscle soreness. You know, won't do anything for that. It won't do anything for your joints at all. That, but that's a really good stack. I found. I think. I think many guys that are just gym rats that are not beating their body up with hard training the way you know the way you just you have to do when you roll you know hard in jujitsu or you know or you do a tournament. And uh, S four really really brings it home. I don't think a lot of guys know now. One song that's really been known for for like good bodybuilder song, you know, gaining mass. LGD and I've heard of the, the two different versions of LGD out there which I'm to be honest with you I'm not 100% familiar with so fill us on LGD and maybe talk a little bit about the different LGD versions that well the the LGD that you're familiar with is um LGD 4033 and the newer one is 3033 I don't even really get into 3033 on anything that I discuss or talk about because it's, and I would listen, I treated YK 11 and S 23 the same exact way for over about a year and a half or two years until there was plenty out there and, and more trust and more logs and more things. I treated them exactly the same. I didn't start talking very good about them at all until very recently. Um, and, and that's simply from a, a perspective of trying to, not have everybody out there just be like the first initial control group, you know, because you don't really know it's kind of into the realm of the unknown. We kind of went through that with GW when it came out first. And then with LGD, the first LGD, the 4033, where it was kind of like, well, you know, and you have to treat them that way because you just don't know. But 4033 has been like the consistent go-to SARM for bulking. And, but it's not like a, a D-ball bulk where it's wet because it doesn't convert to estrogen. But in the SARMS world, that's where you want to go to get the most size. I mean, I, you could feasibly with, get up to about 10 pounds with it. I'm not saying you're going to, but it's very feasible with LG, LGD. And it's very strong. And one of the, my favorite, 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 favorite combinations for a recomposition, if you want to keep it simple, is LGD 4033 and S4 because you get so much strength from S4 and all that muscle hardening. And then you combine that strength with this because LGD is probably right behind S4 on the amount of strength you get. And then the size 
and then you are getting the hardening on the sides. It's just a beautiful combination. I love that stack. So 4033, if you're, you know, if your goal is to get as much size as possible, that's the first place you're going to look in the SARMs world. So, um, you know, I would, uh, so, so, so here's my, my, uh, opinion on it i want you to tell me if, if i if i'm right about this or not but i feel like yeah lgd is, is a great bodybuilder um a sarm you're going to notice strength on it you're going to notice size on it um but something like s4 you only really notice that strength if you're pushing yourself you know if you if you really try to bust out those those last two kind of forced reps and you're really pushing yourself S4 probably make your strength progress along better and faster than LGD would. LGD will give you more size, definitely more strength. But once you really start pushing the needle into the, into the red, like you're really pushing those extra reps, though, you know, beyond failure, uh, really S4 is the one that's gonna, that's gonna make you progress along. LGD might be, I don't want to call it capped, but LGD is, is really more of a, of a, LGD could be the bodybuilder's uh, SARM, while S4 would be the powerlifter SARM, maybe. What do you think about that statement? Yeah, and I, I did kind of leave something out with LGD, man. Like, there is, when when you run a healing stack, uh, you're looking at uh, Osterin, number one. But, well, in fairness, MK677 is a long-term thing. So you could argue you get more healing out of that. But but Osterin is more, more rapid and if you've got nagging injuries, you know, it's really great. 677 is probably the closest thing to HGH you can get that's not actual HGH. So, you know, that's an entirely different conversation. But uh, LGD would be the third one, and it fits into that healing stack. There are healing benefits with it, you know. Uh, it can help to speed up injury recovery. It's not, I, I always have to be careful because people think when you say it's got healing that it's going to magically heal a torn ACL or, you know, torn ligaments or something. No, it's not, but it's going to speed up that recovery. And it, it, it like every single time I've been on a cycle and you know, Rick, when you start throwing around heavier weight, you start to get pains in your elbows and your forearms and that tendonitis starts to come in. And I just, oh. Yep. immediately go to 2866 and it's always helped always run it with windstraw it seems to always help you know so you you know one, one thing i point out to guys uh, and i did that on the last podcast leading up to this one where i'm i'm kind of laying the groundwork down to tell people the difference between psalms and steroids you know the endurance steroid for years has been what Equipoise, uh, more Equipoise. red blood cells, helps endurance. Yeah. yeah. The the joint healing steroid for a long time has been what? Uh, Decker, right? It, Nandrolone. Yeah. It, it, joint fill. Um, now, when you talk about SAR, but those both, if you really come down to it, those both act. If you compare, let's say, GW, which is your your endurance SARM, and you compare, say, uh, Osterin, which is your healing SARM. Those two act completely different from each other. And Osterin is way superior than Andrelon would ever be at healing joints. And GW is way superior than Equipoise would ever be at giving you endurance. And they, in between comparing the two of them, they act completely different. Now, when you look at Andrelon and at Equipoise, um, they kind of work a little bit close to the same. They're not, the difference, the difference could be negligible. A newbie could get slipped. Nandrolone in the place of EQ or EQ in the place of Nandrolone. And I mean, unless 
unless you experience some decadec or you're very in tune with your body, you know what you're looking for. It might go unnoticed. Now you can't, you can't, you can't do that with GW and Ostring. Could never swap it out without the person noticing, you know, because the effects are so different. And and another thing is that every SARM that we're going to talk about, we've already discussed, has additional health benefits, has additional benefits to the athlete, which are kind of missing in steroids. You know, steroids really, when it comes down to it, compared to SARMs, they all work very closely to the same. Even on paper, the structures look very close to the same. It, it, when you get into SARMs, man, all these things have completely different effects. And, and although they all help with, most of them will help with muscle gain, some won't. And although we have a couple that help with losing body fat, others won't. Uh, and the effects are, are it's, a, it's a brand new world. It's very interesting. I've, I've been getting a lot more into SARMs uh, as time goes on. Uh, steroids have always worked for me, just regular old steroids have even no peptides, no SARMs. It just worked for me to keep the look that I want. But as I get older, I, I have more needs. You know, I, I need better stamina. I need endurance. I need help with healing. And I've really found the, the world of storms has, has been it's been a really good, interesting place to get some of those some of those effects. Um, and, and moving on, so uh, we don't I don't keep you here all night, man. YK11, uh, talk to me about YK11 a little bit. Well, and YK11 is one of the ones I was just talking to you about where I was a little rough on it, you know, because I didn't trust it so much and it coming out saying it's going to inhibit myostat and things like that. You're going to be skeptical, right? I mean, we've, we've dealt with that and seen that. And it that, often it's a Holy nowhere. grail. My, myostatin inhibition, myostatin mm -hmm. inhibition is the Holy grail, right? <laughs> it is. It is. And so YK11 basically is it's stimulating muscle cells to kind of produce more folostatin, which we know is a strong inhibitor of myostatin, right? So that's what it does. And what you're going to kind of see from that is a ton of strength. It increases muscle mass and it does it consistently. You know, it's not, it, you're going to kind of, I, I say kind of like a prima bowling where it's, a, you know, it's a consistent, constant lean muscle gain, but YK11 is extremely noticeable. And I will tell you this right now, you really can tell when you're on this, you know, with the, with SARMs, it's not as you, you know, you're on something, but it's not like a steroid, right? Where it's, you really know you're on something and YK11 starting to, you're starting to get more towards that steroid feeling of, you know, you're on it, you know? Um, but the muscle hardening really dry, really, really dry. And you notice it, you notice the vascularity it's, it's, there's a lot to it to like, I will tell you that a lot to like about it. Um, it stimulates the growth of muscle cells. Like I said, by increasing the follistatin levels and, you know, if you're suppressing myostatin theoretically, then that's a big deal. So um, I, there's a lot to like about it. There really, really is. Now, YK11, does it have a, like androgen like effects? What, what do you think about it for women? We discussed this a little bit in the podcast, just, uh, which were good for women, which were not, we know Osterin is the, the best one for women. What do you think about YK11? Would it be, would it be maybe have, uh, some, some effects in boys or hair growth or what would you be concerned? I don't, with I don't think so. The thing about it is, um, one thing I did forget to mention, it's slightly toxic, um, not anything even remotely fucking close to a steroid. So I let me preface that 
when I say it's lightly toxic, maybe not everybody's blood work shows that, but there is a consistency in blood work that shows slight elevations on on a minute fraction of what you see on a steroid. But if you do run it, I would be precautionary. You know, I've said a million times on the forums, I just run the entry guard all year just because I'm almost 40. And just because I, I like having all of that protection all year round. I don't, I think it's smart, but that's to each their own, but you, you definitely want to, you know, have that ran with this just in case, just be smart. Now with, in terms of the women. Yeah. I, 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 I've just seen a few side effects where when they try to run it like a man, you know, the same milligram per milligram that a man runs it, that it seems to be too much um, side effect wise. Uh, some, and there, then there's things that can happen with it too, just with men too. There is some mild suppression there. There's a little bit of less energy at times there could, and that could be due to the toxicity effects. Um, there could be some acne and a little bit of aggression. So like, you know, like we were saying, you get a little closer to a steroid level with YK11 than you would anywhere close to with like a 2866 or even an LGD. LGD was always considered very strong, but if we, you compare it to YK11 and S23, it's, you know, it, you can definitely know it's just a SARM, you know, it just happened to be stronger at the time than anything else. But now it's just a SARM because these are getting up there in the, on the strength level. Uh, so what, uh, talk to me a little bit about like dosing with YK11. What's kind was the kind of dosing, how long to see results? What's the kind of timeline with it? I didn't ask you those about that about the first ones because I think those are so so been around for so many years that by now listeners would kind of have experience with it or know them. But YK11 is one of the new crop of of uh, of SARM. So what, what what's dosing and how long to? So you can you can do twelve weeks on YK11. A lot of people only go eight, and that's completely fine too. You don't have to go twelve. You're not. I I think some people because it's stronger think that you're you're going to be super suppressed on it which there will be some but i you know it's not going to be to the extent that i think some people are concerned about but if you are only comfortable going eight weeks cool um it's five to ten milligrams a day generally the half-life is six to ten hours on it um so you're going to want to split the dose in half uh, but other than that, that's pretty much it. And, that, and being that it's such a low dose for men, you know, five to 10 milligrams per day, if a female is going to attempt to run it, I really don't recommend going like anything higher than 2.5 milligrams. Five would be the absolute max. And I don't even like that, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, that's it. Dosing is basic. It's nothing crazy. I will, uh, I will just toss something in about, about uh, YK11, just because this is this is one of the parts that I really like about about uh, this, all this chemistry stuff that we that we're talking about. YK11 has probably the closest structure to a steroid than any of the other SARMs. YK11 has all the ring structures that most steroids do, um, with the exception of some of the weird pro hormones and things out there, um, and it also has some some additions that. Let's say at the same positions that you would see an ester chain, or you would see a, an alkaloid group, or on a steroid oral or injectable, uh, you see a, a different structures there. 
that are just make it unique, make it different, make it work the way it does. But I think out of all the SARMs, if you were going to say one could be considered on paper a very close to a, to a hormone, to a, a, a sex hormone, um, my opinion, YK11 would be the one. Um, now, move on, moving on from YK a little bit, we'll definitely talk about all these more in depth in podcasts to come. But Rad140. What can you tell me about Rad 140? Well, initially, you know, it was hoped or believed that it was going to replace, you know, be a replacement for testosterone replacement therapy. I think we figured out kind of quickly that was not the case, but that was that was the, you know, original reasoning behind it existing. Um, but I can tell you this. While it cannot be used as TRT, there's it, it has testosterone-like benefits when you run it, and that would be something if you're looking at what does RAD act like in the in the steroid world. Testosterone would be a pretty good comparison. You you feel really good on it. You get strength. You know you're going to get some size increase, some lean muscle gain, things like that. Everything that you would see with testosterone minus the estrogen conversion. But here's the thing about RAD that does not get spoken about enough because everybody's looking at the strength and the lean muscle. I, it's almost to me like a beefed up S4 because it does everything S4 does and it does it a little bit better except for the strength. I, I always believe S4 is a little bit stronger, but it just does everything better, you know, in the same kind of categories. And I, when I lay out cycles, if you watch the cycles they lay out, oftentimes I combine RAD and S4 because it's like a, it's a perfect pair because they, they just, they do similar things, but then combined, they do it so well together. It it's, it's, I recommend it a lot. I've ran it several times. It's a, it's a sweet combination. I'll tell you this too, Rick, aside from GW um, 501, 516, which is like the gold standard for always being the best seller, RAD 140 has pretty much taken over as number two. And it's one of the most widely searched terms uh, out of on SARMs. Now, I mean, it's really, I always knew it was going to be popular and do well, but I never expected it to be number two, to be honest with you. But I, I can see why it is. I can. Um, it, it's the shit. No, uh, no lie. It really is. It's a very popular uh, uh, compound out of, all the Psalms is the one that I see mentioned quite a lot. Social um, people that come to me for consultations, customers that are taking need to build muscle products. They they'll call me. My, my I keep my cell phone number on every single bottle of every one of my products because I want people to reach out to me directly. And uh, if they have some kind of order issue, I can usually uh, have somebody call them back if they need help with their cycle with their stuff. I I take the call and really when it comes to to Brad 140, I see that a lot of guys are using a lot of guys that that use my liver support or use my post psychotherapy products. They definitely talked to me about Rad 140. And I'm, I think that that's pretty, uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, it you know, what you said about uh, it being made as a way to replace hormone, uh, to replace testosterone and, and hormone replacement, therapy, testosterone replacement therapy. They've tried that with a, with a few compounds already, man, and nothing and nothing quite beats testosterone. 
Some no, of them have no. effects that, that you don't want them to have. There's some that they don't, don't aromatize enough. So they suppress your estrogen, which is also bad. You know, when you are doing, when you were a testosterone replacement therapy patient, you, you need the testosterone and you need some of that conversion of estrogen just to be healthy and, and for your bloods to be what they need to be. And they just haven't found anything that does it that doesn't quite like it. It's, it's very uh, interesting because testosterone to this day is still one of my favorite performance enhancing compounds ever. Just because I can get human grade testosterone quite, quite, quite easily. So I trust it more, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely one to, to, to look out for. Now, what do you suggest uh, as far as like the best, the absolute best way to use RAD? What would be like the best way to take the most advantage of it? you know, any training or, or, or diet considerations. That was episode number 20 of the elite fitness podcast. Join us next week for episode number 21, where we get into the rest of this interview with Dylan Jamelli, rapid fire, all about SARMs, everything you'd ever wanted to know about the subject. See you guys next week. Guys, this is just a disclaimer. Everything that Dylan and I are talking about is all theory, is all our own ideas, mixed in with a little bit of experience. A lot of this information is for entertainment purposes only. Do not take any drugs or engage in any training programs without first consulting with your doctor. Everything we discuss in this podcast is not to be considered medical advice. You need to find a doctor and along with your doctor decide what you can and can't do as far as uh, this whole uh, training thing. So that's it.